Welcome to the Brand Design Masters podcast, the show dedicated to helping you build the skills you need to design bulletproof brands for yourself, your business, and for the clients and customers you serve. And now, here's Philip. As a creative entrepreneur, it can feel isolating to go it alone. Imagine being surrounded by other accomplished creative colleagues eager to accelerate the growth of their business and personal brands. I'm Philip Van Dusen, and I'm launching a membership community called Bonfire for creative pros like you, because I believe in the power of building a meaningful network. Bonfire is a hybrid coaching, training, networking, and accountability community, a place for us to share, grow, and ignite our potential together. Need more confidence about your next move? With our Fire Milestone Success Map, you'll know what your next step should be and exactly how to get there. You get bi-weekly video sessions, private online community, a deep resource library, and exclusive access to yours truly and other amazing benefits. So come join Bonfire, a community of like-minded individuals who are as passionate as you. Visit philipvandusen.com bonfire to learn more about the launch. Let's fuel your creative future. The following podcast comes from a live stream I did recently. Many of you have requested that I make my live streams available as audio so you can listen to them on the go. So I am now republishing some of my most popular live streams as podcasts to make that possible. I share a boatload of valuable tips, tools, methods, and processes on my live streams, and I want to make sure that you don't miss a thing. Now, you may hear me make references to slide visuals, which you obviously can't see on a podcast, or to live stream viewers' comments and questions, but that just comes with the territory and generally won't detract from the value of the content, I assure you. And as always, if you like this episode, please take a moment to provide a star rating or review on your favorite podcast listening platform, or better yet, share the episode on social or with a friend or a colleague. And with that, let's jump into the episode. Hey, everybody. How are you guys today? It is a beautiful, beautiful Tuesday here. I hope you guys are having a great start to your week. We are going to talk about some less tactical stuff today. We're going to talk about some real mindset stuff today. If you don't know yet, I have a a Facebook group. It's a free Facebook group called Brand Design Masters, and it is a private group. So you have to answer a few questions to get in, but it's a cool and interesting, vibrant group. And if you aren't a member of the Facebook group, I suggest that you pop over there and check it out. And if you are not connected with me on social or on my email list, go to philipvandusen.com slash muse, M-U-S-E, and check that out. Sign up for my newsletter and you'll get all my emails and you'll know exactly what's going on with me and my community. And then connect with me on all the other social platforms, if you would, including threads and LinkedIn, especially, it would be great to connect with you there. The other thing I wanted to let you know is that I do one-on-one coaching. So if you are a creative professional and are looking for a mindset shift, because <laughs> that's what we're going to be talking about today, or you're at a pivot point in your career, mid-career, changing from agency to in-house, in-house to agency, either of those to independent or back again, and you need some professional guidance, I do one-on-one coaching. Go to philipvandusen.com slash one-on-one, and you can learn more there. So one thing I want to mention just before we get started is I've launched a mastermind community for creative professionals. It's called Bonfire. It's for established creative pros. So if you're under five years of experience, it's probably not the place for you, but it's for established creative professionals who are either agency side, 
or the in-house side or independent freelancers, creative entrepreneurs. It's an awesome group. We're just getting started. And so you should definitely get in there at the launch if you are interested in it. And if you go to philipvanducen.com slash bonfire, you can learn more about it. And I'll also tell you a little bit more about it at the end of the stream today. But Bonfire is one of those places where you can really get a lot of what I'm going to be talking about today. A lot of community, a lot of support, a lot of lack of isolation, a lot of learning, a lot of input, a lot of meaningful network connections that can lead to new business. Those are the sorts of things that you get in a membership mastermind community, and Bonfire will return that to you. I absolutely guarantee it. And so pop over to that URL if you're interested in learning more about Bonfire. Let's talk about creative mental fitness, all right? So some of what we're going to cover today is three major areas. One is we're going to talk about common problems that creative pros have and experience as it relates to mindset and mental fitness. The next thing we're going to discuss is what creative minds actually need to stay fit. So what is it that creatives need? to make sure we maintain our mental well-being, our balance, our health, our fitness. And then, thirdly, lastly, I'm going to talk about some mental fitness practices, things that you can actually do to make sure that you achieve these levels of mental fitness. All right, so what do I mean by the word fitness? And why did I choose that word? I chose that word because fitness is not passive, meaning Fitness takes work. You actually have to show up and you have to do stuff in order to be fit. It's not just like what you're born with or what comes your way or what happens to you that kind of creates your mental state. You have to take an active ownership and active participation in establishing your mental state. So that's why I called it mental fitness. Why is mental fitness important (laughs) for creatives, right? It is for everybody, right? But for creatives in particular, it's important because we are experiencing right now really dynamic and changing landscape in terms of what's happening in our industry. And AI, obviously, is causing a really intense learning requirement for us right now. And we are just being inundated with new apps and processes and integrations. And it's our job to learn that stuff and bring it to our clients' work in the way that's going to benefit them. And that is, at the moment, I've been around for ages, so I liken it to when the Macintosh got launched. And suddenly we had Freehand, if you remember Freehand, Cork Express, Photoshop, and these desktop publishing, which is what it was called back then, was kind of exploding onto the scene. And designers who had been working with waxers and linotype and rub-on type had massive new learning to do in order to stay relevant and to keep up with their industry. And that's kind of where we are right now. We are needing as creatives to develop a level of mental resilience in this environment that we're in to maintain our creative integrity and also to maintain our creative energy and what we bring to our profession. There's another thing that's really affecting us right now, and that is the massive move to remote. And that has created a level of isolation where we don't have the kind of meaningful peer networks that we had in the past. And I'll talk about that a little more deeply. But that is, like I said, one of those things that Bonfire is just ace at. It really helps you build from the second you join and walk in the door, a meaningful professional network can be super, super helpful. 
Now, why do I have a right to talk about this stuff? Just very quickly, my credentials, and some of you know it already, but I've had a 25 plus year career on both the global agency and the global in-house corporate design environment as a creative leader. Just a broad stroke, I've probably hired over 500 creative people and managed them either in agencies or in-house in my career. I've coached or you know, one-on-one coaching or led in mastermind groups, probably 200 plus people in the last eight years that I've been independent as a creative entrepreneur rather than working for the man. I've got a lot of experience in working with creative professionals and guiding them through the ups, downs, twists, turns, side jogs of their careers and have seen what works and what doesn't in terms of creative mental fitness and also the struggles that people go through and the obstacles that they run into and the effects that it has on them. So that's kind of what I'm bringing to the table in terms of my perspective and my point of view on this particular subject. So I just want to qualify myself a little bit with you. And today is my point of view. It's my point of view on what works, but it's what I've seen throughout my whole career. Now, let's jump in and say, first section, common problems. These are common problems that creative pros face. First of all, staying inspired (laughs) is one of those things that can be a problem for creatives. It's like you can hit a wall creatively. You can get creative block. You can become uninspired. And so that is number one in terms of what we have to do in our profession and what we have to output and what we need in terms of mental resilience and energy to output what we output, you got to stay creatively inspired. And so being uninspired is one of the common problems sometimes that happens to creative people. Another one is professional isolation. And this one, like I said, because we are experiencing a massive shift to remote working, I have some friends who are in the commercial real estate businesses, their businesses have been turned on its head and it's not changing. It's like massively different. And it's because people are not really returning to the office the way they were before. One of the ramifications of this is the fact that we are with each other. We don't have these direct, like, come over to my monitor and look what I'm working on. Like in these kind of more informal conversations and relationship building interactions, the water cooler, going to lunch, going to drinks afterwards. The other thing that's really critical for people who are working in an agency or in-house environment is you are now possibly working with your manager remotely. And that has huge ramifications in terms of their ability to really judge your capability set and how you are progressing in your career and draws into question how easy it is for them to kind of recognize when you're promotable. It's harder to get that level of managerial guidance and mentorship. It's harder to prove yourself in terms of making yourself promotable or more indispensable in your company or agency. And like I said, it's harder to develop those meaningful relationships with your manager and your coworkers. And then there's also decision-making hurdles. Creatives a lot of times really struggle with decision-making. And that's because what we do sometimes is not an exact science, right? It has a lot to do with aesthetics. It has a lot to do with perception. And getting feedback from other people helps us maintain perspective in what we do. And 
being more remote, we don't have that immediate like feedback uh, loop that we used to when we were all on site or when we were working more closely with clients. We're more distant from our colleagues and it's harder to get feedback. Another thing is perfectionism. And perfectionism is one of those things. I have this quote that I came up with when I did a video like four years ago, which is, if the fear of failure is the mother of analysis paralysis, then perfectionism is the father. Perfectionism and fear of failure cause analysis paralysis. And analysis paralysis is one of those things where it makes decision-making really hard and it becomes a hurdle and it stops your progress and your ability to move forward. And that is one of the key problems that creatives have. And one of those things that in Bonfire, with your ability to get feedback immediately from your peers on what you're working on, and these are trusted peers that you really trust their point of view rather than throwing it up on some social media site and saying, what do you think of this logo? Here's the creative brief. You don't know who you're getting feedback from. So getting and setting up that feedback loop is important. And when we don't have it, it is a problem. And right on the heels of that is imposter syndrome. And imposter syndrome, some of it's innate. I think, in people's mental state. And I have found in speaking to authorities on imposter syndrome, people who wrote the book on it, literally, Claire Host, who is a friend and colleague of mine who wrote the book on imposter syndrome, She, um, the higher up you go, the more senior you get in your career, the more imposter syndrome actually manifests itself. It's kind of weird and odd that the more accomplished people get, the more they experience imposter syndrome. But it gets exacerbated by this lack of feedback, this lack of support, this lack of immediate validation as to what you're doing. It kind of adds fuel to that fire of imposter syndrome that links very closely with fear of failure and perfectionism. And then the next thing, which is a big problem for creatives, is working too hard, right? <laughs> Being remote, you also want to overperform. And I don't believe in this whole quiet quitting thing. Like, I think that that's something media pulled up. And maybe there is a generation of people who are just doing enough to squeak by, but that's going to be their problem in their lives going forward. But more often, I find creatives in my coaching and also in my professional life when I was a creative leader in industry is workaholism and people really, really pushing themselves very hard in their creative work, in everything that they do. And that can lead to burnout. And the other thing about this time where we're in right now is that because of the remote work and the fact that our home lives and our work lives have become conflated in many ways, there's this erasing of the boundaries between personal life and work right now. And obviously, social media has done that, and mobile devices have done that, and laptops and all that sort of stuff. There's this bleed over between work and life. And that is a very dangerous dynamic. And it's one of those things that's creatives. And I think employees or people who work as a whole are experiencing, but I think creatives particularly are susceptible to the mental turmoil that that causes. Now let's talk about what the needs are of a creative mind. What does a creative person need <laughs> to stay fit? What is it that we need? First of all, we need inspiration. We need creative input. We need that to feed our creative minds and to be able to fuel our ability to ideate things. We constantly have to be exposed to and learning new things or being exposed to other designers' work or other agencies' work or other things that are happening 
in the business world or in the art and design world. We have to constantly feed ourselves a steady stream of inspiration that's in category, meaning in the category of what you do, and also out of category, like dance and music and art and sculpture, right? All of that is part of the cultural milieu. So we as creatives have to absorb and breathe in all of that stuff because it informs our creative point of view and our creative output. So gathering and making sure that you're getting a steady stream of inspiration is one of those things that we need. The next thing is we need confidence. Like we've got to be able to make decisions. We have a million decisions we need to make during the day, choosing a font, (laughs) choosing a color, choosing an image, layout. And when it comes to creative world, we have myriad decisions to do what we do. I think so, actually, much more kind of intensely than a lot of professions between you and me. And if you don't have that decision-making confidence, it's very hard to move forward in your work and feel a level of accomplishment and be productive. You have to architect your mental well-being so you have a higher comfort level in making decisions and you feel more confident about them. And another thing that creatives need, we need to feel like we have a level of leadership or mentorship. And even people who are creative independents and people who are very senior as creative independents, I have found have peer mastermind groups or they have mentors who they go to for guidance and feedback in what they're doing in their careers. And I think that we as creatives need that. I think almost everybody needs a level of leadership, a creative career Sherpa, so to speak, and guidance in what they do and mentorship in what they do. Yet again, this is another thing that shows up in Bonfire, my mastermind community, where people are joining this in order to have a much deeper relationship with me, to get direct mentorship from me and leadership and guidance in their careers. Another thing that we really need a network of peers because it really helps with that informing our decision making. It helps in feeding us inspiration because it comes from a lot of different sources. And the community and camaraderie that comes with being closely related to and interacting often with a network of peers is invaluable in terms of maintaining our creative mental fitness. And it helps us gain perspective. When we are siloed and isolated, it's very easy to get blinders on and not see bigger pictures or be exposed to things that are outside of your lane. And that's one of those things that a network of peers can really do for us. And one of those things that as creative people, we really, really need. The next thing that creatives need are healthy emotional processing. And This is more of a general mindset sort of thing. It's really having more balanced emotions and feeling less mercurial in terms of your ups and downs, balancing out those highs and lows. Now, highs and lows are absolutely normal. They are normal in life. And there's a book, there are a couple books by an amazing author that I like to recommend, a guy named Richard Carlson who wrote a book, his big breakout book, which was on the New York Times bestseller list and sold like 50 million copies in 50 countries, was called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. And it's all small stuff. That was the subtitle. And it's an easily digestible book. All of the chapters, there's like 100 chapters and they're like two pages long. So they're thought kernel things. 
And then he wrote another book, which I think actually is even deeper and more meaningful, even though it's got this super woo-woo, lame California self-help book title. <laughs> the, the book is so much deeper than the title actually kind of lays out. And it's a book, as I said, by Richard Carlson called You Can Feel Good Again. And what it is, it's, it's kind of a mental gym in terms of giving you the exercises and the mental processes to maintain a level of emotional balance if you feel like you are out of balance. So I highly recommend that book. It's super meaningful to me and has been to a number of people that I've recommended it to. And so establishing this level of lower stress is an aspect that is important to creatives to maintain a level of fitness to go about their careers in a way that's that feels good. And then the next thing I want to talk about is empathy and compassion. And this one is really important because if we're too tied up in ourselves and we're not thinking about the needs of other people and we're not having compassion for the needs of other people, then we find it as creative professionals really hard to do our jobs. And so having a level of empathy and compassion for others is a mental fitness need, in my opinion. Where this comes into play is it comes into play when you are trying to understand the customer avatar that you are creating your work for, understanding their problem and caring about their problem. Because if you don't really care and have that empathy and compassion for the problem, you can't design a really good solution for it. And this also manifests in client relationships. So do you really understand your client's needs? Do you want to solve your client's problem? And it also comes into play with your peers. So having compassion and understanding and empathy for what your peers are going through is one of those things that is like it goes around, it comes around, right? It's a virtuous cycle. If you have empathy and compassion for them, they will have that for you. And you can care about each other, guide each other, give each other feedback, and help each other through your career journey. And so nurturing and having a level of empathy and compassion is important, both professionally and also personally in terms of our emotional well-being, I think. And then validation. And this is feeling as an individual, feeling seen and feeling heard. And what I mean by that is the validation that it comes with is being seen as the professional that you are and being recognized as talented and being validated in the work that you do. Being seen as a hard worker, being seen as a valued contributor in what it is that you do. I think that that is one of those bread and butter pieces of creative mental fitness that people don't talk about that very much because it's a broad umbrella, but it's one of those things that I personally feel is really, really important to creatives to be able to own and maintain and pay attention to and really understand in themselves whether they're getting that validation or not. And I know people can say, okay, validation is relying on external forces to make yourself feel better. But look, let's admit it. We need a level of validation to feel seen, feel heard, and have our professional capabilities for have us to understand that they are valued in the market. And that also feeds us and makes us able to validate ourselves and our efforts and our work in what it is that we do. Moving on to the fitness practice. So these are mental fitness practices. What are some of the practices? What are some of the things that you can do? And 
I'm using again, just like I used the word fitness at the beginning, that fitness is an active participatory sort of word. And I chose that very carefully when I was titling this live stream. There are mental fitness practices that you have to do in order to build your mental fitness balance. One of those things is physical fitness. It has been proved in 10 zillion studies that being physically fit and working your body, moving your body, whether that's walking or in sports or doing weight training or doing cardio, it lowers depression, it increases ideation, it increases mental stimulation and creativity. It has massive, massive mental benefits. So as a creative pro, I'm not going to go through a list of things that's like, go on Pinterest and get happy because you're feeding yourself inspiration. Some of this stuff is like core things that you need to do as a human being in order to maintain your mental fitness. I embarked on a deep physical fitness commitment this year. I went to my doctor and I got some blood work done in my annual physical and my blood work came back that I had elevated level of bad cholesterol and a number of other things going on in my blood where my doctor was going to put me on a statin. And I did not want to get put on a statin. And I thought, I am going to turn over a new leaf in nutrition and in physical activity. And I decided to go to the gym every day, seven days a week for 90 days and seriously relook at my nutrition. And for anyone who's interested, number one, So what I did was every other day I did either cardio or I did weight training. And then I really looked at the amount of red meat and starches and sugars that I was eating and I completely changed my diet. And in 90 days, I turned my blood work totally around. Like my doctor was amazed. And it was going from that level of normal level of, you know, physical activity to really putting my back into it and really making a commitment. And that changed everything for me. And here's the other thing, is that mentally, it was so amazingly helpful, I can't even tell you. It reduced my stress levels. It increased my creative thinking. It was incredibly powerful. So that is one of those things that can be a practice that can change a lot of things for you. The next thing, and I mentioned this in the last one, is nutrition. You got to eat clean, good food. Lower the red meat, lower the starches, lower the sugars in particular. Sugar causes inflammation. They're linking sugar to dementia. I'm not going to get all Joe Rogan on you and like go down a like conspiracy theory, weird food rabbit hole because I'm not that kind of person. But eating well and coupling or pairing your nutrition with your physical exercise is a Venn diagram which can bring benefits far beyond what you could possibly imagine if you really commit to it. The next thing is rest. And as I went into this physical fitness commitment for 90 days, which I then continued, and I'm now, I think, on 180, I I don't know, it's been six months or so, is rest. And when you're working out physically, when you're eating well, it's really funny. You find that you will need more rest and getting seven to eight hours of sleep a day is the bare minimum of what you really need to do to maintain emotional balance. 
a lot of people, they pride themselves on, oh, I can get by in five hours of sleep or I can get by in six hours of sleep regularly. It's not good for your brain and it is not good for your emotional well-being. And I am here to say that that is a stone cold fact. And if you want to be a, an entrepreneurial warrior and do the 24-7 thing, God bless you. But it's going to come back and bite you. I guarantee you that. And that's one of the reasons why I think Gary Vaynerchuk backed off of that whole thing, backed off of that whole 24-7 entrepreneurial grind kind of thing is because he burned out from it and he was getting a lot of feedback from a lot of people who were following him very seriously that it was happening to too. And so he has completely changed his story in terms of health and well-being and how much you're working. The other thing is meditation and mindfulness. I also practice meditation very regularly. There's a couple apps I want to tell you about, which are really cool. One is called Oak, O-A-K. And even the free level of Oak is it's a meditation timer. You can do guided meditations. You can just do a timer. You can have music. You can have no music. It's really, really helpful for easing you into developing a meditation practice. There's another one that's called Meditation. That's the name of the app. And it's got this little line drawing of someone in a lotus position on the front of it. That also is another really great free app that is a timer that will help you get into a meditation idea. And one of the apps that I'll link, sorry, back to rest is an app that I mentioned in a live stream a couple of weeks ago, which is called Sleep Machine. And Sleep Machine is a really cool little app because what it does is it offers you all sorts of different sounds like rain, streams, birds chirping, thunderstorms rain on a tin roof, rain on a lake. I mean, there's all these different sounds. And the really cool thing about Sleep Machine is that you can, oh, and even just like weird brown noise and white noise and chiming bells and space age sounds and things like that. And you can choose four or five different sounds and then mix them together. (laughs) And as an audio guy, that was so awesome. You can mix in a little birds and a little rain and like a little bit of space noise this really, really cool app. And I encourage you to get it and play around with it. It's super fun. And it's great for stress and it's great for meditation. And meditation is, you know, as the millennia have proven to us, a link to having a deeper mindfulness in your your soul, your body, level of spirituality. And so I see meditation as one of the key tools and practices that can really help creatives maintain and grow their mental fitness. Another one, and this is a, you know, a touchy one for some people is professional help. Like if you tend on the depressive side, or if you maybe have substance abuse things, or you struggle emotionally, or you have some trauma in your background, do not be afraid to seek professional help. Seeking professional help when you really need it is transformative. And don't, let whatever culture you come from tell you different because there are people out there who have skills and processes and ways of helping you adjust your thinking and your behavior. And if it's necessary, pharmaceutical solutions that can totally help too. Now, I've never talked about this before, but I'm going to. And that is when I went through my major burnout and left corporate life, I went into depression and I saw a psychiatrist And I had fought that idea that I needed anything like that my whole life. But then when I finally hit that wall and my defenses broke down and I was open to help, everything changed. So I encourage you that if you are struggling with anything in particular, 
your mental fitness and all of these things, exercise, nutrition, rest, all this stuff isn't cutting it, don't feel bad about seeking professional help. And I am not a professional therapist. I'm a professional creative executive. And this is where I draw the line. But this is something that has worked for me. And I'm trying to be super transparent about my creative and life journey to help others. And so that's why I'm being really honest with you guys about it. And like I said, I've never shared anything like that ever before. The next thing is, and I found this to be really important, is having a creative outlet. And we are creatives, right? That's We're creative professionals. But one of the things I found in my career in hiring people is that creative people who have a creative outlet outside of work that is not the creative thing that they do for work are better people. They are easier people to get along with. They are less likely to be prima donnas in the office. They are more balanced, more happy. And the reason why that is, is because a lot of creatives are multi-creatives. And I've actually did a video on, are you a multi-creative, which proved to be like insanely popular and has this gigantic comment thread on it, which is super fun to read if you are a multi-creative. And having a creative outlet outside of your job is important for this reason. When we are doing creative in our work, everyone's got a thumbprint on it. The clients give you their feedback. Maybe your creative director gives you the feedback. The managing director gives you the feedback. The merchandising people give you your feedback. The account people give you their feedback. Everyone has something to say about your work. And even if you're just a freelancer and you work directly with a client, they want their thumbprint and you have to change things because they're the boss, right? They're paying the bills. And that can be over time for creative people, incredibly frustrating. And so having a creative outlet that no one can touch, that no one can put their thumbprint on, that you own entirely, and that is just a place that feeds your soul is one of those things that is one of the best tools and practices that a creative person can do to maintain and grow and establish their mental fitness. Another is finding mentorship. And this kind of links back to what I was talking about in terms of guidance and having and finding some guidance. Finding a mentor so you can feel nurtured and you can feel guided through the questions and the gray areas and the pivot points that come in every single person's creative journey can be the difference between feeling really frustrated and lost and feeling like you have a bit of direction when things are getting dicey and weird and gray for you. So I do creative professional coaching, and it has turned a lot of my clients' careers into new directions, new, happier, more profitable directions. And like I said, I do one-on-one coaching. If you go to philipvandusen.com slash one-on-one, you can read about how I approach coaching. But apart from that, Bonfire is another place where you can find mentorship and guidance from both the peer network that's inside of a membership mastermind community, but also from me as the leader, giving you attention and guidance in your particular journey. It's one of those things that can give you a level of mental fitness as a creative person that can make you more resilient in your professional life. Learning and growth is another one. And you also need to invest in your learning and your growth. And particularly now with the onslaught of AI and this massive tectonic shift that we're experiencing in our industry, we have to make sure that we are putting our back into learning a whole lot of new stuff now. And 
This is courses and professional development. It could be apps like AI and things that have to do with creative. It also could be things like learning finance more deeply or learning business skills, learning strategy, learning communication skills, learning to write better, learning sales and, and negotiation, learning advertising. Whatever it is, broadening that skill set that you have can give you a level of A, career insurance, and B, a level of kind of emotional calm that comes with building your toolkit because it makes you a stronger creative person and a stronger professional, which can then give you a level of peace (laughs) and calmness in the fact that you are learning and growing. And I think that creative people just on the whole, we need to grow. Like we need to feed ourselves. We need to learn new things. I think that's really part of the whole creative experience. And so that's why I kind of lumped it into this practices part of the live stream, because I think that learning and the growth that comes along with it is one of those things that feeds our minds and gives us a level of happiness and stability. Another is pursuing community. And I use the word pursuing on purpose because we have to, like I said, fitness is an active word, right? You have to take action. Pursuing community is something that you also have to do. Yes, you can like meet people by accident at conferences or meetups or whatever, but you have to be more intentional about building a community around yourself, going and getting it. And that's what a lot of people are doing as they join the bonfire group is they're investing in a community where a lot of other people have invested to be there and they are chasing community and intentionally building a meaningful network by the actions that they're taking and investing in their own professional growth. Part of that is also leads back to the empathy and the caring compassion part of this is that In a mastermind group, you're also sharing your expertise with others to help them altruistically. And they are doing the same thing for you. So everybody benefits and everyone grows. Also in those sorts of groups where you have a meaningful peer network, you get that level of trusted feedback that allows you to feel confident about the decisions that you're making. And all of those things, when you bundle them all together, lead to a level of mental fitness and mental clarity and comfort that we as creatives can really use. And it's one of those practices that I highly recommend because if you are feeling isolated as a creative professional, that's one of the techniques that you got to go chase. I have seen it transform people who have been on a very, very low ebb in their careers that has lit them on fire. And I see it every day, especially in the masterminds that I run. And another is what I like to call crafting your self-image. And this is a little bit of a weird one, but essentially this is kind of saying you own you. No one else is responsible for your career. No one else is painting the picture of your success. You are doing that and you have to own it. And that's where feeling confident in your decisions is critically important, right? Because you have decisions that you have to make about your own personal brand. How are you going to show up? What are you going to look like? Where are you going to show up? What's your tone of voice going to be? How and where are you going to communicate? This is also like the physical fitness and nutrition part too. So like, how are you feeding your body? How are you establishing and building your own self, your own self-image from your physical body on out, right? To your relationships, to what you know, to your inspiration. Being mindful about the fact that you own that. You own your professional growth. You own your mental 
fitness. You have to take action and be proactive about building it because it doesn't build itself. It's not innate. It doesn't just happen by accident. And that's one of those things that I think a lot of people make the mistake with is that they think that they should be just gifted by virtue of existence, some sort of mental well-being and equilibrium. And it just doesn't happen, especially when we work and live in an environment that is so taxing and so full of change right now in terms of our professional lives and we as creatives that I think that our, the necessity of our owning it and our really showing up and taking the bull by the horns is more important than ever. And I know that's exhausting. I know it takes work. I'm not kidding anybody, but the alternative is to get eaten up by it. And I think that it would be better to expend the energy getting seven and eight hours of sleep a night and owning your own self-image, craft your own destiny, essentially. Own your career. Now, my practice, I practice what I preach. So these are just a few of these things that I'm actually practicing right now. Like I said, I've been on a physical fitness commitment streak now for about six months where I'm going to the gym seven times a week at 5 a.m. and I'm either doing cardio or I'm doing weight training. And by the time I get home, cardio takes less time than weight training. I also found that I have to do it that early before anything else happens. Because if I try to do the end of the day, I'm like tired. I don't want to do it. There's a million excuses. I essentially get up and get in my workout outfit before I've even woken up. Because I find, and this is my trick, this is my hack I'm going to share with you guys. And my wife and I actually discovered this when we were running half marathons in San Francisco. You got to get up immediately and get your workout clothes on. Because the thing is, once you have your clothes on, you can't not go. That's the really cool hack about it, is that if you find yourself in your workout clothes and you're like, all right, I got to go through with it. I got to do it. Because you can't like go, okay, now I'm going to take off my shoes and my workout shirt and my pants and all that sort of stuff. It's like embarrassing to yourself internally. So that's my hack. That's how I handle it. I wake up at 5 a.m. and I get my workout clothes on and I'm at the gym by 5.15. And it took a massively scary medical, physical, and blood work to put me on that track, but I'm so glad it did because it has really changed things for me. I also have a creative outlet. I play, I've been a musician my whole life, bands as a young man, and then, but also recording, writing music, playing guitar and bass and singing and recording. And just recently in the last three years, I took a piano. I've never been able to read music. And so I decided I'm going to learn, grow, and I'm going to take piano and learn how to read music. It's been super fun and super challenging and really hard on the brain. It takes a lot of work. But I have a creative outlet outside of work because everyone puts their thumbprint on what I do. And I love having something that's creative that I can own. And I also paint. So I'm trained as a painter and I took a vacation from painting for like 30 years. And now I'm starting to paint again. So I'm picking that back up again too. And that's feeling really good and super fun too. I also take super high advantage of communities. I am in two different peer masterminds, people at my level that I participate in. And I also run Bonfire, which is a community that I offer mentorship and coaching in. So community and building peer and meaningful networks for me is one of those things that as an independent creative entrepreneur has been absolutely transformative for me. And I wish it on all of you. And also by virtue of building that entrepreneurial business for the past eight years, I've been building a personal brand through content and podcasting and YouTube videos and coaching people and 
working with clients and all that sort of stuff. So I had to own it. When I hit that burnout point and I hit that pivot point and went independent, I had to own it. I was the only person owning my career. And so that's one of those things that I bring to the table also for the people that I coach and mentor is the experience of having gone through that, as well as working for the man in companies and agencies for eons. I also meditate, as I said. I've really changed the way I eat, and I have ongoing professional support when necessary. And that's one of those things that also has been transformative in my life. And that's how I show up in terms of my practice in my creative fitness. Now, I want to segue just for a second and talk about Bonfire. I launched this community called Bonfire, and it is a a community for established creative professionals. It's online. And what it is essentially is that it's a group of creative professionals who have banded together to build a meaningful peer network with each other, to be led and guided and mentored by me, and also to lead, guide, and add value to each other. In a nutshell, that's it. And the principle of it is is that someone else is burning with a passion of their business and doing amazing things. And if you come in close contact with them, you can't help but pick up and burn with that same fire. And that's the principle of how masterminds work, is that we get together, and as we're on fire, we fuel each other's flames. And it's just an amazing experience. I am an absolute convert of it. It was transformative when I made my pivot to independence years and years ago, and it's just as transformative now as I participate. And I participated in masterminds for the last eight years, and it continues to be incredibly impactful. And so what Bonfire is, is for the most part, it's online. It may actually have physical manifestation at some point. And we meet two times a month on Zoom for group mastermind and coaching sessions. There's mentorship from me, two monthly Zoom calls a month. All the meetings are recorded. So if you miss one, you can go back and hear what's happening. There's a private online community, which is on the Circle platform, which is super stable and really amazing. And it also has a mobile app, so you can access Bonfire and participate in the community on the go from your mobile device, which is really rocking. And you get feedback and accountability from your peers. I've built a Fire Milestone map, which is a success map for how to build your personal brand and business through a number of different stages of your development. And what goes along with that and what partners with that is an amazing deep resource library of strategy tools, tools, templates, worksheets, playlists, all sorts of stuff, which is downloadable for the second you walk in the door. I'm also offering office hours a couple times a month where we just jump on Zoom and have coffee and shoot the breeze. And as a member of Bonfire, you also get discounted access to Brand Strategy 101, which is my signature brand strategy course, if that's something that you're interested in. And then if you take that course while you're in Bonfire, you also have access to me to help you institute it or put it into practice in your business for your business, how you should customize it for your particular business. And then I'm also going to have periodic speakers who are going to come in as subject matter experts and share with the group. And it's not free. So Bonfire costs $97 a month. It's a membership community. People are investing to be there, which means the people who are investing to be there are working it and they care and they are there to grow. And so you will immediately be surrounded with other people who are in it to win it. And $97 a month is quarterly. If you pay quarterly, you can come in monthly, but it's $127 a month if you pay monthly. And I have people make that three-month commitment because 
then you will start to build deeper relationships. There's also a guild level, which is a higher touch level of interaction where we meet every week. And it's a group that's only limited to nine people. And you can join at a higher level. If you join at the guild level, you get everything that's in the bonfire main level, plus you get everything that's in the guild. And then there's also one-on-one mentorship that you can get from me on retainer, completely personalized. And I have a couple of mentees who are working with me now, and I would love to work with you directly. If you go to philipvandusen.com slash bonfire, you can read all about all of this and you can join. And literally, you can click the join button, fill out a couple things, and be in Bonfire in 15 minutes. I'd love to see you in there. You should definitely check it out. It is an amazing, amazing community, and it had just launched a couple weeks ago, and people are lighting on fire already. It's always so exciting. I get so pumped when I see people sharing and helping each other and using the resources that I've made available inside of Bonfire. It's like so, so cool. So this was a less tactical live stream than I usually do. So it wasn't like how to start an email list or how to do brand strategy or how to get clients on LinkedIn. It was much more of a kind of a mindset sort of thing. But I think that this is critically important right now. I think the soft skills, mental fitness part of our existence as creative pros is almost more important than what we know at this point, because what we know is like massively changing. And one of the things that I've also discovered and known throughout my career as I've led creative people is that there are so many barriers that creative people can put up themselves mentally that limit their progression and their growth in their careers. And breaking down those barriers is one of the things that I do in my coaching and in Bonfire. And I'm coaching a guy right now who will remain nameless. This company is paying for the coaching and a retainer over a period of time. And he had a level of mindset limitation in terms of what his own self-image was and his own capability set. And I've been helping him break through that because it is some of the decisions he was beginning to make in his career were being negatively affected by that limitation mental set that he was operating from. And one of the things I'm super passionate about is helping people see those and helping people break through them and work through them. Because it's bad enough if there are glass ceilings on your career that are no fault of your own. But if you're creating them yourself mentally about how far you can go in your career, it's heartbreaking to me. And it doesn't have to be that way. And so that's the sort of thing that happens in communities like Bonfire or happens in my coaching or happens with a mentor that can change everything for you. I want to tell you a very quick story. This goes way, way, way back, right? Before I even entered the apparel industry in this, you know, long time ago. And I was living with a woman at that time who was not my wife. This was pre my wife. (laughs) And I had my own little t-shirt company. I was working in a framing shop to make money. And I was considering starting to do what I called commercial art. The Macintosh had just come around and I was thinking about starting to do computer art and I was learning Illustrator and starting to learn Photoshop like just at the very beginning. And my girlfriend at the time who I lived with was a pharmaceutical sales rep and she knew some other creative people. And she said, you know, as a graphic, and I think I was making at that point, I was making 
I think I was making like $35,000 a year. And my girlfriend said, graphic designers can make $65,000, a year. And I was like, no way, no way. I had like created this wall on the top of my head. It was a mental limit that I had set for myself about what was possible. And when I broke through that and started to work in that career and teach and learn myself and apply my skills in the fashion industry and then eventually in, in the agency world, within, I think it was within about five or six years, I was, I'll put it this way, within seven years of that point, I was a vice president in a major fashion company overseeing about 30 people. And I thought that was absolutely impossible at that moment. And it was because of my own mindset. And it was only until I started getting involved in someone who was a mentor and a guide who helped me see through that and put me on a course that brought my career to what it was and what it is. If you're having trouble and struggling with anything having to do with your mental well-being, like I said, do not turn your back on professional help if necessary, because it can be transformative. If you are not struggling too deeply, but you want to build a lot of the things that I was talking about in this talk here today, professional network, mentorship, sense of community, confidence in your decision-making, and being lit on fire by a lot of people who are working it intensely, go to philipvandusen.com slash bonfire and read about what bonfire is. It's an incredible community. I highly recommend that you join. And with that, it has been awesome. And I'm so grateful. And so I hope you all have a great week. Happy Tuesday. And um, I'll see you again really soon. Bye. If you'd like to help support the Brand Design Masters podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, if you want to stay up to date on all our content, products, courses, and live video shows, head over to philipvandusen.com slash muse and sign up for the Brand Muse newsletter. That's where we share all the latest news, resources, articles, books, and videos that we recommend to help you build and improve your creative practice, personal brand, and business. That's philipvandusen.com slash muse, M-U-S-E. Thanks again for listening. Bye for now.